The Army National Guard's Marine to Guard program is designed to provide Marines with the opportunity to continue their service. The program's career counselors are all former active duty Marines and will tell you about all the benefits of the Army National Guard available to you. Even though it's a part-time service, you can get full-time opportunities. There's just so much about the National Guard that goes above and beyond that creates opportunities. Learn more by reaching out to a Marine to Guard career counselor or visit nationalguard.com m2g. What's going on, everyone? This is Staff Sergeant Noda with the United States Army National Guard back for another edition of the Not Your Average Joe's podcast Marine Corps edition. I guess we can call it the Marine Guard, Marine Corps edition. There we go. I'm joined by my co-host, uh, Staff Sergeant Greg Johnson, and we have two very special guests for you today. We have Sergeant First Class Joshua Hall, who is a Marine Guard counselor, and our own from the great state of Indiana, Staff Sergeant Lee Zalapugas, who is a recruiting and retention non-commissioned officer, a prior service Marine. Gentlemen, thank you so much for, for you guys coming on, spending some time uh, out of your morning to come. Let us talk to you about your experiences in the Army National Guard and the Marine Corps. Thank you so much no problem thanks, hey, thanks for having us perfect perfect you guys do join us today via zoom because uh, of hashtag covid covid podcasting this is the social distancing hashtag. edition we are six six ish feet or more away from each other because um, we do want to practice good social distancing here in the united states army national guard would you agree greg i agree wholeheartedly <laughs> i don't want to be close to you anyway <laughs> you want to jump right into it yep let's do it all right, guys, um, we know it takes a special person to be a Marine. So why don't you tell us, start, Staff Sergeant Z, we can talk, uh, start with you. When and how did you make the decision that you wanted to become a United States Marine? So this dates back all the way to post high school. Um, I actually didn't have any interest in the military whatsoever uh, while, I was in the high sc- while I was in high school. I was actually one of those kids that, you know, didn't really like the phone calls that I got. Um, I was scouted at my lacrosse games and stuff like that. Um, I was always a very active person, um, but didn't have any interest in the military. So graduated high school, went to college uh, for a little bit. Uh, That was definitely not my thing. And while I was in school or college, um, I worked with a guy who had just gotten out of the Marine Corps. And he was a a tanker um, out in Camp Pendleton. He was in the initial push uh, in Iraq. Back in you know two thousand three, four, and five, cool. uh, you know do, doing his thing over there. Yeah. And when when I worked with him, he would just constantly tell me stories of you know what his experiences were like uh, while he was in. And I don't know, just something sparked something in me where I felt like I wanted to be a part of that. Um, and <laughs> back in those days, I looked my recruiter's phone number up in a phone book. Whoa, um, <laughs> old man. And uh, and I called him. Um, day later i was in his office for the initial interview um uh, i was in the delayed entry program for about nine or ten months oh wow that's a long um, i was supposed to be in it for a year Jeez. <clears throat> um but i got my opportunity to go a lot earlier and that's what i wanted to do i just i needed a change i needed something different and i definitely wanted a challenge wow awesome that's really cool because um that's not the normal story i feel like for no, marines no. um i feel like they most Marines know in high school, they're yeah. like, this is what I want to do. So it's cool that someone, you know, that got out sparked your interest in service. Um, Sergeant Hall, same question to you. Um, how did you know you wanted to become a Marine? Um, when did you make that decision? So my decision, <laughs> unlike Seth's RNC, goes way back to when I was eight years old. I was at a family member's house. Um, I remember being down in the basement, talking to my cousin and my uncle. There's two pictures of him up on the wall. And at the time, uh, he was a police officer as well. So you had his police academy graduation photo and then his Marine Corps boot camp, the iconic dress blue photo. 
and you know, when you're eight years old, you don't, everyone looks different in those photos. And, you know, and I asked him, I was like, who's that? And he's like, that's my dad. And there was just something about just that image. And I remember telling myself at eight years old, I was like, I want to be a Marine and I want to be a police officer. <laughs> I've not become a police officer, but you know, and just as life happened, kind of like staff Sergeant Z, you know, high school, very active in football. Um, I like to think I was pretty good. <laughs> uh, my high school that I went into, uh, we were one of the state powerhouses. I unfortunately got hurt senior year. And, you know, without a senior year, there's no scouting. But going to school and playing football was still important to me. And funny story is I heard about an opportunity to get out of class for three hours. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, let's do that. And little did I know it was to take the ASVAB test. And, uh, <laughs> they got you. <laughs> I, did very, <laughs> I did very well on it. And then, you know, I just had all the recruiters hitting me up. And at that time, I thought the Marine Corps was the best opportunity for me. And I ended up joining my September 3rd, 2002 and just joined right out of high school. I had two weeks of summer and started my military career. Wow. What, awesome. what a difference. So you have one gentleman who's in, you know, they call it the pulley program, right? You're in the pulley program for almost a, a year, right? Mm -hmm. And then he's, you know, gone for weeks. That's crazy. That's the difference, you know, there alone. Um, what were your guys' jobs in the, uh, the Marine Corps? Where did you serve? So at? I guess, I guess I'll go first. Um, Initially, I was a, it's, it's an 0411 uh, maintenance management specialist. Um, I didn't really know that that's what I picked. Um, I really just told, <laughs> <laughs> I really just told my recruiter that um, I was done kind of doing like manual labor or get my hands dirty um, because that's what I was doing. And I just, again, like I said, I wanted something, something different. Um, found out when I was in Afghanistan, uh, 2010, that that's not <laughs> what I wanted to do anymore. Um, and in fact, I did want to get my hands dirty and I did want to do manual labor again. Um, and it's weird because when I took my ASVAB, my recruiter told me that I did very well in the, like the, the mechanical portion. Mm -hmm. Um, and he, he was trying to drive me to be a mechanic because that's what I excelled at. But I told him, no, that's not what I wanted to do. Um, so that's what I got hit with was a 0411 maintenance management specialist, which essentially is just logistics. Mm -hmm. Um, as I said, when I was in Afghanistan, my view of that changed. Um, I'll never forget. I was in my compound. Uh, one morning, um, and I saw an MV-22 Osprey hovering over a compound next to us, and I saw a guy on the ramp uh, manning a 50, 50 caliber machine gun. And I didn't really know anything about aviation at all at that time. And to be act, to be honest with you, I didn't even know Marine Corps really had much of aviation at all to begin with. Yeah. Um, so uh, a buddy of mine at the time was in the process of you know, going down the road that we all go down. Do I stay in? Do I get out? Do I do something different? Mm -hmm. um, and he was explaining to me what this whole aviation thing was and sparked my interest. And um, it was my time to make that decision when I got back from Afghanistan, whether or not I wanted to stay in or get out. Um, so I made the decision to do what's called a lateral move. Um, and this basically is the process of you changing your MOS uh, from one MOS to another, provided you're obviously qualified. <clears throat> um, so that's when I made the decision to become an MV-22 Osprey crew chief. And that's, that had then spurred into a couple of other things, um, where it was specifically with the unit that I was with in Quantico, Virginia, um, directly related to the president of the United States. What'd you do there? Uh, so at first, um, I flew on the, uh, green V-22 Ospreys that they have out there, um, in, in support or direct support. Uh, so we would fly cross country, um, with auxiliary fuel tanks. Um, whether it be overseas to Panama City or the UK. Um, and we would just support the mission over there, whatever that was. Um, 
But then I eventually got my top secret security clearance granted to me, and I was awarded the uh, position of what's what's known as a Marine One Crew Chief, uh, one of eight Marines at one time. Wow, uh, fills that fills that billet, and I was one to be selected to do that. So you literally flew the President of the United States of America as an enlisted Marine in the Marine Corps. That's correct. What was that experience like? Um, mind mind blowing and <laughs> life changing. Um, so the clip you're seeing here was actually in Italy. Um, that was at like zero three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I see you. Um, oh, there he is. <laughs> but yeah, this was my very first experience doing that. Um, it literally changed my life. Um, and I would almost like to say it's the highlight of my career. I mean, you really can't beat that. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, but I have a lot more time to go. So who knows what's going to happen between now and then. But yes, I did get to do that several times. Um, you know. It was amazing. Um, I wouldn't change it for the world. Uh, it has led to other experiences to where my wife and I were able to go to the White House Christmas party um, back in 2017. So she has met the president and the first lady as well. That's so cool. Um, wow. So yeah, it's very, very unique. Um, once in a lifetime. And unless you get selected, unless you are a specific MOS and have the ability to handle that kind of responsibility, nobody really knows about it or gets to do it. Yeah, that's so amazing. A certain hull. What was your experience like in the Marine Corps? Um, what was your job, and, and you know, where did you serve at? It's kind of hard to follow that one up, but uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> kind of similar to Steph's R and Z's. Um, I think I have the most, I guess you would say, typical experience. I joined as infantry when I was sitting down with a local recruiter. You know, it's you know, what job do you want to do? What's important to you? And me at the time. I wanted to make a difference, and if I'm going to do it, I want to do it on the front line. So I joined what's called um, O3 Open. So I just went in the Marine Corps, knew I was going to be infantry. Um, you know, did my basic training, went to School of Infantry out in Camp Pendleton, San Diego. And about two weeks into it, I remember it was a Friday night. You know, we we're all getting ready to go out in downtown San Diego, and we had a formation, and that's when they told us what our MOSs were. And I got uh, told Paul O352. Like, what is a 52? This is not 0311. I want to be a ground pounder. I want to be the guy up front. And come to learn, actually, 0352, it's a wire-guided missile system. So it's a tow missile system. So it's a wire-guided wow. missile <laughs> that's meant to hit armor or um, reinforced bunkers. Not what I wanted to do. So once again, <laughs> I want to be the front guy. But I quickly learned that is a, it was a hookup MLS in the true world because you don't have to walk anywhere. <laughs> you get to ride That's a Humvee. Awesome. Vehicle um, mounted missile. Um, with my experiences in the Marine Corps, you know, I was very proficient in that MOS. Um, never really used it. I started deploying as early as 2003 when I was only in the Marine Corps for six months. Um, ended up doing personal security details. My first deployment, my second deployment in 05, we were in Fallujah. Really just used that system for optics so we could see, you know, certain different things. Um, and it, Really, I mean, for my four years in the Marine Corps, I had a lot of great times doing my infantry work, essentially, which is what I did. That's the simple question for you, or the answer to your question. Um, and then when I came to the Guard, I want to do something totally different. So once again, sitting with the Guard recruiter, kind of told you guys, he gave me the opportunity of to pick whatever I wanted because of that ASVAB score of me skipping class that day. Um, and I chose... <laughs> I want to be a military policeman because like I explained earlier, you know, I had law enforcement right. aspirations. Um, then I ended up deploying to Afghanistan. 
ran a PSD detail for 15 months in Afghanistan and, you know, just kind of ran with that. Since then, I had some uh, civilian federal contracting opportunities. And, you know, one of the great things about the Guard is you can go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So from California, I decided I want to go back to Wisconsin. I miss Cousin Subs. I don't know if you guys had that. (laughs) We don't. We don't. It sounds phenomenal, though. It is amazing. Um, But then I got my foot in the door in recruiting because I just really wanted to help people out. So that was kind of my guard transition. That's so amazing. And and for those of us that are listening that don't know what a PSD is, it's personal security detachment, right? Basically like a, almost Correct. a bodyguard of the military. Correct. So Staff Sergeant Z is up in the air. I'm on the ground. Very there cool. Um, so Sergeant Hall, you already kind of mentioned your transition from the Marine Corps to the National Guard. Staff Sergeant Z, what was your transition like? Obviously, we know already that you got out of the Marine Corps, um, had a break in service, then joined the Guard. Um, but did you know in the back of your head that um, – service is something that you wanted to continue doing, or is it just kind of like an opportunity that was presented to you and you realized, Hey, this is what I want to do. So I was actually in the process of getting hired on, um, out in Marion, Indiana (laughs) as a, my, my experience in the Marine Corps was definitely going to, uh, give me something on the outside as a maintenance manager for a, like a, like a bakery factory. Um, I forgot what they're called. Um, but yeah, they wanted to hire me on. Um, I was in the process of getting hired on, went through the whole interview process. Um, believe had a, you know, an offer letter, you know, uh, on its way to my house. Um, but then I don't know, you know, I had a little, I had about nine years in and, uh, I had just got promoted to staff sergeant and I knew that, I don't know, I just, I knew that I still wanted to wear the uniform, but I knew that my time in the Marine Corps had come to an end. Um, definitely the hardest thing I've, one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Um, you know, I still kind of reflect on it every now and again, uh, cause you know, you can't really erase nine years of your life, especially with what is, uh, beaten into us in a good way. <laughs> fair, um, fair. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I was actually applying to be a UH 60 helicopter repair down in Shelbyville, um, via USA jobs. And <laughs> I was just following up on my application and I don't, I somehow called like an ops office or something like that. And they found out that I was in the Marine Corps about the transition. So it was literally, it literally went from one person to another person to somebody who knew a guy who used to be a Marine to then a recruiter, which ended up being, as you guys know, Sergeant First Class Caldwell. Um, we literally started the process of my transition while I was in uh, the Philippines, um, getting ready to come home to then start my official transition out of the Marine Corps back in the fall or winter of 2017. Um, so for me, um, I really didn't even know what recruiting was. Um, to be honest, I didn't know that National <laughs> Guard even had recruiters just because we always knew them as just they do the one weekend thing. And right. I, how they get from point A to point B at the time, I really didn't care. Right. Um, then once this whole recruiting thing kind of presented itself, um, and I understood that you still are in active duty status. You still get all the same benefits. Your time still counts. Um, most, if not everything, from a you know, prior service point in time transfers right over. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was immediately sold. Um, I always knew I kind of had good, you know, people skills and talking skills. Uh, so that was definitely not something I was going to have to just relearn or, or, you know, learn a new skill in that way. Um, so I was definitely kind of thrown into the fire <laughs> um, or kind of fed to the wolves as some people like to call it. But yeah. um, that was nothing new to me coming from the Marine Corps. Um, it's kind of how they do things. But uh, no, I would not change it for anything. Um, I, I'm blessed and I'm thankful for the opportunity that I've been given. Um, but it was a very, very hard transition. Yeah, I believe that. Um, 
Staff Sergeant Hall, or Sergeant First Class Hall, is there anything that you wanted to add about your transition from the Marine Corps to the National Guard, even though you kind of already touched on it, but I didn't know if there's any more info you'd like to give? Yeah, I mean, just kind of similar to Staff Sergeant Z. You know, some people, you know, you hear the the good stories, you hear the bad stories. Me, personally, um, I had a break in service. I got out of the Marine Corps okay. just due to, you know, kind of did my time. The grass is greener on the inside of the fence and you know kind of how i explain to you guys you know everyone loves civilian world and civilian world's great you know you miss mom dad brother sister people you got waiting for you but civilian world's not really what it's all cracked up to be you know when you're told what to do for every minute of your life for four years in my case nine years for staff rnc's and i learned very quickly Ooh, okay <laughs> I'm missing out on a little bit. And realistically, <laughs> one of the things that, that hit me, that made me decide to transition back in was I just miss the camaraderie. I miss the brotherhood, sisterhood, just everything, serving with people who have the same aspirations and goals as you. And just with the way life was going, I didn't want to do the active duty thing. And I heard about this National Guard thing, went online, nationalguard.com, and you know, found myself talking to a recruiter. And that process was super easy. I think. I think seven days later, I was at MEPS down in San wow. Diego. And yeah, you know, like I said, they let me pick my job. So my transition was easy. Um, I think I have a Cinderella story. You know, you guys as recruiters, we know for fire service people, sometimes it can be challenging. But yeah. um, once again, that's why my program has been integrated to make it easier for people. That's awesome. What are, um, so you, you mentioned that you mentioned the, mentioned the camaraderie. What are some of the similarities you see between the Marine Corps and the Army National Guard? And what are some of the differences you see as well? Um, you know, as the broad spectrum, everybody just has the same passion. I think to really make a difference. You know, when I brief Marines, you know, I tell them, you know, at least four years ago, Marines, when you guys raised your hand at MEPS, you know, and, you know, you took that oath, you all wanted to help people, save people, make a difference. Yes. And I get, you know, the auditory, hurrah, grunt, you know, yeah. <laughs> kill, kill. And then, you know, I just kind of tell them, well, you know, you're getting on the Marine Corps and what the National Guard does is, you know, uh, you know, emergency relief, natural disaster, civil unrest operations, you know, and we see it right now in our country. And I say, yeah. you know, if you still have that will to make that difference, why not join the National Guard? So I think just as a, as a um, broad spectrum, that's a similarity. And then the other one is internally, there is a lot of prior service Marines in the Marine Corps. We, uh, we are the retirement home for the Marine Corps. I hear the, I hear the National Guard. <laughs> yeah is the retirement home for the United States Marine Corps. Staff Sergeant Zillapugas, uh, what are some of the similarities you see between the Marine Corps and the Army National Guard? And then what are some of the differences you've seen uh, from your services in, in both components? Uh, let's do, I'll do similarities first. Um, if there are any two branches that are similar, um, I'm not going to say alike, I'm just going to say similar. <laughs> it would be the Army and the Marine Corps, at least in my opinion. Um, rank structure is fairly similar. Um, I'm going to say some customs and courtesy things are definitely a lot different. Um, uh, but similarities, you know, um, on 11 Bravo infantryman is the same thing as an 0311 uh, grunt in the Marine Corps. As a matter of fact, um, I did a little bit of research and not long ago, there was a um, 11 Bravo instructor that went and taught uh, 0311 Marines in Camp Pendleton. And there was an 0311 uh, combat instructor that went and taught 11 Bravo infantrymen in the army i think it was in like fort benning or something like that um and to be honest with you they they kind of enjoyed it because as similar as their tactics are um obviously the experience of you know one guy in a different service versus another guy in another service brought to the table 
um, it immediately, they integrated themselves mm-hmm. and it almost felt at home, even for the, for the experienced, you know, combat instructors, um, that were basically trading sides. Uh, they even said themselves that some of the, just the feel and the general just kind of environment, um, are very similar. Now differences, <laughs> um, I will say, you know, Marines definitely hold themselves to a very high, you know, standard, uh, when it comes to pride, respect, um, like I said earlier, customs and courtesies, uh, just like the really little things and, uh, attention to detail, there's definitely some huge differences. Um, when it comes, even just down to the uniform, you know, um, Marines take a lot of pride in their uniform and yeah, you look great. In I, you look phenomenal. Oh, thanks. 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 No problem. Um, so th- those are definitely some of the things that, you know, I've noticed. Um, but more of what I was trying to get at, uh, when it comes to MOSs, they're very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, the Marine Corps has water dogs. We have water purification specialists. Um, you need calm. You need guys to, to lay and run wire. Uh, you need guys to bust down, you know, doors. And I'm sorry, but they got They got to do the thing, you know, over in the place. And <laughs> both Marine Corps and Army have that. Um, and even furthermore, it breaks down just like the Marine Corps does. You have infantry, you have mortarmen, um, you have a combat engineer. And again, it's the exact same in the Marine Corps. Um, uh, obviously the army has medical Marine Corps does not. Um, so there are some very finite and minute differences, but there are also some very large similarities at the same time. And I think that that helped me make my transition as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that having that similarity gives you, um, some comfort whenever you come to the guard because you right. kind of know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, there's that, that baseline you have. Yeah, exactly. Um, Sergeant Hall, you kind of already talked about a little bit what you did when you came into the guard, um, but now you're a Marine to Guard recruiter. Can you give us a brief, um, just a brief overview of what the Marine to Guard program is and where you see yourself going in the future? Okay. Um, so the Marine to Guard program, it is a program that was initiated on behalf of the Marine Corps. It actually came to the Army National Guard and said, hey, we have 20,000 Marines that get out a year. We can only retain 4,000. So that wow. 16,000 of them, you know, in civilian world, some of them make it. Unfortunately, you know, some don't. What can you guys do to help? We hear you have this awesome thing on the active army side. What can you do? And the founder of the program, you know, out at NGB, they put their heads together and they created Marine to, Marine to Guard program. So what it is, is we are a program specifically for active duty Marines getting off active duty. Active duty. There's myself and two other career counselors on the West Coast. We are in charge of all five West Coast bases, including Hawaii and Okinawa. And we have five counselors on the East Coast covering Lejeune, Cherry Point, all those bases. And when Marines are getting out, they're going through their transition seminar. So it's five days of things, you know, set them up for civilian world, resume, interviewing skills, don't swear every other world, civilian life doesn't like that. Um, <laughs> You know, and then we get the opportunity to just kind of share our stories like we're doing right now via this podcast, but on a broader spectrum, 250 Marines at a time. Hey, Marines, this is my story. This is what I did. Um, That door doesn't have to close for future service. There's a lot of opportunities for you. You know, it's not a hard sale. We're career counselors. We're not recruiters. And it's just like, hey, come on by our office what's your plan? And it's really just us figuring out what they want to do with their life. And if the guard, if is the guard fit, because we represent all 54 states and territories. And it's just, it's been extremely overwhelming in a good way on the success of the program. You know, we've put in over 230 people so far this year. That's crazy. And FY last year, 
when I literally showed up to Camp Pendleton, I showed up to an office with two desks and two chairs. <laughs> and we were able to transition to 150 Marines last year. So that's wild. That's um, so cool. Yeah. And it's just, it's just been absolutely, absolutely awesome. Briefed over 15,000 Marines. Wow. And, wow. Yeah. How many of those have come to Indiana? <laughs> um, per my tracker that I looked at this morning, we have sent three high quality NCOs to Indiana. There we go. That's awesome. That's what we need th- here. In this program, you know, you're just there to essentially help that transition from the United States Marine Corps to the United States Army National Guard and just kind of be there to uh, facilitate that. Is that right? Correct. It's such a seamless process, you know, kind of like what we joked about, you know, it's when you get out of the Marine Corps or any branch for that matter, you know, and you have a break in service, you got to go see guys like you. And then you got to go through <laughs> maps and you got to do the duck walk. Uh-huh. A Marine can literally walk into my office and say, Hey, I heard about you guys. I've seen this YouTube commercial. What's going on? And we can do everything from start to finish in 90 minutes. Wow. That's awesome. No maps. <laughs> no maps. <laughs> no reaction. We literally, <laughs> we uh, literally call your guys' estate. We call your ISD coordinator, find them a job sit down and do about a half hour's worth of paperwork with them. We have a chief wow. sign our program and we swear them in right there in the office and they continue to serve their time in the Marine Corps until their EAS and their contract starts two days later with their state's national guard. That's, so That's cool. phenomenal. So they literally, um, they, it's very similar to an IST or an interstate transfer, uh, in the Correct. fact that, you know, they just do it 30 minutes paperwork and then they just, had that seamless transition. That's amazing. Uh, that's yeah. so, that's really amazing. Uh, this is kind of a two part question then. So Staff Sergeant Zelpugas, if you're talking to a high school student that just recently graduated and, and they aren't sure about what they want to do in their future, what advice would you give to them? And then Staff Sergeant Hall, Sergeant First Class Hall, same question for you as far as, you know, a, a Marine that's thinking about getting out, what would you tell them about the Army National Guard's features and benefits? So um, I am just going to, I'll just say that I am not the kind of guy that. You know, if somebody knows that they want to join the guard, yeah, let's go. Let's do this. You know, let's get the paperwork started. Let's start the process. Let's go. Uh, but if I can just sense that somebody's kind of on the fence of, you know, they don't exactly know what they want to do um, or that maybe the guard just might not be for them since I have been active duty before. And not only that, since I've served amongst, you know, all the other branches and been in on different bases and trained with different branches and different MOSs, um, I like to say that I have a decent amount of experience and um, some uh, perspective to show them, to maybe hopefully guide them. Hey, maybe active duty is your thing. Um, if you aren't wanting to go active duty or are you at least wanting to go to college? Because that's the biggest thing about that. Or that's one of the biggest things about the national guard is that you can be in college full time. You can serve in the national guard at the same time. You can get all the benefits of serving in the national guard to provide you a way to pay for college or get through college. Um, but if you know, maybe college isn't their thing, um, I will definitely talk about being active duty and what the active duty life is like. Um, although being in the national guard definitely is a, you know, lifestyle, um, active duty definitely takes that, you know, five or 10 steps further because it is something that you do every single day. You do put on the uniform every single morning. Um, maybe seven mornings, maybe you're doing it 12, 14 hours a day, some days. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's simply finding what drives them and it's simply finding what motivates them. And I try to steer them in, in what direction is simply best for them. That's so amazing. And, and, and uh, what's yeah. really cool about um, your guys' past is you've spent time on active duty in the Marine Corps, so you have an intimate knowledge of the Navy as well, I would imagine. And now you're in the Army National Guard. You can speak on three branches with, with the applicant 
that they don't have to go to the Marine Corps recruiter or the Navy recruiter to get that information. You guys can give them that information right then, right there, um, and help guide them to what could be their best opportunity. First-hand knowledge. That's, that's, that is correct. Um, if, if there's definitely something that is outside of my wheelhouse, um, then I will give them the name and the number to uh, the recruiter that I work with at you know one of my schools if, if it's a, you know individual from that school. Um, I just simply try to do what's best for the applicant or candidate. Um, and again, if, if this isn't the path that they want to take, I'll try to at least guide them onto what path that might be or what that might look for them. That's, that's so amazing. Thank you so much for that. Um, surfers class hole, similar question, you know, what do you tell uh, a Marine that might be getting out, uh, EASing as you guys call it, uh, what do you tell them about the army national guard and what, what benefits may be available to them through our program? Okay. I mean, you know, like I said, we, uh, give a brief part of our, you know, uh, just bulleted, Hey, what are you guys looking for? You know, we're not there to give them a 45 minute long drawn out, you know, appointment similar to what we do as recruiters. It's just very structured. It's like, Hey, you know, you got schooling benefits, you know, you got some uh, civilian education, you got career transition, kind of like staff sergeant Z. You go from aviation to aviation because the national guard is going to give you skills that can, you know, directly convert over into the civilian world. Uh, you know, insurance, insurance is yeah. huge. Mm-hmm. A right. lot Tri-care. of first termers in the military end up creating families. And for these guys, you know, we get a lot of them. I'll ask them straight up. Why are you here? Why are you in my office? Cause I can only assume, but kind of like what staff Sarnz said, you know, it's finding out their motivators. Why are you here, man? Is it cause I got good hair or <laughs> you want a bonus? What's going on? And I do the same you know, thing. So a lot good of hair. <laughs> A lot of them that have families, you know, they say this, this insurance, it's clutch, you know, because active duty, it's free. National Guard, $287, whatever the TRICARE is right now, you're not going to find that on the civilian world. And no, so no. those guys kind of look at it as, yeah, let me serve two days a month to get that insurance that I'm not going to get at any other civilian employer. So um, insurance is one of the huge benefits. You know, there is the prior service bonus. Um, but we really just sit them down and say, what do you want to do? Why are you here? And like I kind of told you guys earlier is 90% of them say, I love being a Marine. Cause like Seth RNC says, we have a lot of pride in our heart for being a Marine, but a lot of them, you know, they, they want to go back to their family. They want to go back to their friends, but they still want to serve. And for some people just doing it two days a month, that's giving back. Because like I said, four years ago, at least when they all swore that oath and raised the right hand, they still want to make a difference. Yeah. yeah. And sir, first class hall. If there's a, is there a, a phone number that if someone wants to reach you uh, about the Marine Guard program, what, how do they get out in, in contact with you? So people can go to nationalguard.com forward slash M2G, or they can text four six two seven six nine. If you text M2G to that number, you're going to get an automatic uh, blast back. We do have a dedicated phone line to the program. I do not know that iPhone number. <laughs> <That's> okay. um, <laughs> but you know, we we have an email box set up. Between me and my office partner, we field all the emails and it's really, it's kind of like with the recruiting, you know, people don't know what they don't know. And as Steph right. said, yeah. we are very different. And, you know, a lot of Marines, when they're done, they're, they're just amazed. And people are like, oh my God, I had no idea the National Guard had this many opportunities. And some of them are like, I should have did this for you. <laughs> and then I kind of joke with them like, you know, because just like Steph Sarnsi said, you know, like you all join. Everything happens for a reason. You get experiences and a lot of the Marines come over and just end up being 
extremely great NCOs and yeah. you know additions to whatever state's organization because of that skill set that they had in the Marine Corps. Because our 60 MOS is that directly convert over to the Guard. Yep. That's so awesome. And Staff Sergeant Zopukas, if someone wants to get a hold of you, um, reference information on the Army National Guard, how do they how do they call you? They can direct they can call me, text me, whatever they want to do. My number is 317-331-3839. That's 317 331 Is there any other uh, things you guys want to add to this? Um I think for the Marine Guard program, it, it's just it's very important that people understand this program is for active duty um, serving Marines. We my job is to be the bridge in the transition between active duty and going back to Indiana, or whatever state you're going back to. If you have more than a one day break in service, they need to call you guys. Yeah, right, um, right. And, and something else that's super cool that I just want people to know about is um, we do have a special forces pipeline that we've been able to implement as well, too, to where okay. while serving on active duty, we get guys to selection. So as uh, fast and even airborne while on active duty. So when they EAS from the Marine Corps, they join whatever 19th or 20th special forces attachment and they just go right on back to go to the port. That's so amazing. That's awesome. You're in a half line pipeline that a lot of them go through beforehand. It's already been done while you're serving in the Marine Corps. That's so really that's cool. been something I didn't know that's that. been huge. Yeah, it's something that started about uh, six months ago, and we've actually been able to um, have twelve Green Beret sessions so far. Wow, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, Stephen anything you'd like to add? Yeah, um, you know, I really enjoy talking to anybody prior service. Um, I mean, obviously, it's 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 always a pleasure talking to a, a prior service Marine. Uh, but I think my biggest thing that I like to at least offer is the fact that, you know, maybe a decision was made for them when they entered the service. Maybe they didn't get what they wanted or they didn't go to a specific, you know, area or, or just something didn't work out for them when they initially uh, entered the service. With us, especially since they're prior service and provided that they're, you know, still qualified and everything, they can pretty much choose everything that they want to do. If they want a specific MOS, if they want to retake the ASVAB, if they want to go to a specific unit, we, we have the ability to do that. Yeah. And sometimes when I you know talk to these guys and gals, um, that is very attractive because they're very used to, especially on active duty, having tell, someone tell them you know what they're going to be doing every second of every day, right. pretty much. You know now they they're like, wait, so I have the flexibility <laughs> of kind of choosing what I want to do I now. I can make a decision. Is this, is this, real is, this is this is this still the military? Um, and that's definitely something that uh, attracts people to the National Guard um, is the yep. fact that, again, provided they're qualified, they can right. pretty much do whatever they want to do. Yep, that's that's so incredible. Star First Class Joshua Hall, the Marine Guard recruiter, Staff Sergeant Lisa Lapugas, uh, recruiting retention NCO. Thank you so much uh, for coming on our show today. The not your average Joe's, <laughs> not your average Joe's Marine Guard edition. Uh, join us next time as we interview Command Sergeant Major T.J. Martin. He's the Command Sergeant Major of the Indiana Army National Guard Recruiting Retention Battalion. We're gonna debunk some common guard myths <laughs> and, and talk about all those. Uh, until next time, thank you so much for everyone uh, listening to us today. Thanks, Jens. Thank you.